Oye, mi gente. This is Ramon P, Viv Moran, and Unique Being, and we are Oye, mi gente podcast. Back with part two of the ongoing conversation. Uh, you know, R. Kelly, toxic masculinity, and... And a whole bunch other of other sh- shit. Yeah. So, oh my God, with this R. Kelly conversation. Look, uh, so this this whole R. Kelly thing is... is was uh quite the start of the year mm-hmm. i i believe um you know there's a lot of things that after the fact um you know there's a lot of uh people that are on both sides surprisingly a lot of celebrities that are on on his side defending him you know um like erica badu uh the brat like you know it, it, it was it was kind of surprising it was kind of shocking that there Definitely. was a lot of people that were uh, on his side. Like I, I understood, I kind of understood why Erica Badu would offer prayers. I mean, she would seem the want the type to offer prayer and and stuff but like that. But she's been problematic. She's been saying uh, like a lot of problematic stuff. Like even with um, damn, what was that guy? The leader of like the Zulu Nation? Uh, Africa that Mambada. He was a yeah, rapper. Mambada. Yeah. When he came out with um, you know what? the allegations of him being a rapist, I forgot about that. That was in she, 2016. Yeah. I remember. I remember when yep. it happened, 2015 or 16. And she defended him too. Nobody and really gave also, a fuck about that. No, not at all. I was actually like really, really shocked. And apparently, that I was mean, also I'm not going so on. surprised because it was black men that were being affected it just seems to me that just in general yo when it's like the black community whether it's the 16 girls that went missing in in dc or chicago i don't i don't quite remember whether it's uh you know all the the guys that came out and said the africa bombada um molested them whether it's r kelly and his like you know, however many women. Mm-hmm. It always just seems to me that in general, it's all black people. Like, when there is duress in the black community, no one comes to, you know what I mean, to arms. Like, nobody comes out, nobody cares, nobody makes a You're big right. noise. I mean, yeah. So, yeah. you know, it's funny that you guys are, were mentioning this because yesterday, um, I was watching South Park, right? And and there was this episode, this specific episode. Well, before that, are you guys familiar with uh, World War Z? The movie yes, World War yes. Z, uh, Brad Pitt? All right. So South yes. Park pa- uh, did a parody of that episode, uh, of that movie. And this particular episode, Cartman has a dream after the uh, Trayvon, Ma- uh, Trayvon Martin verdict that um, black people were going to riot. Right, so this is this is his his uh, his vision, his dream, like like as he's sleeping, right, his nightmare, as he's sleeping, and in the town of South Park, there's only one black family the entire town, so obviously Cartman is 
targeting the black kid like please don't it's token, it's token. Right? yeah he, he's talking yeah. targeting token like please no token don't kill me token you know i'm not i didn't i didn't shoot trayvon martin token please like so um wow. you know like they're, they're touching upon the, this racist aspect of how you know um it, it's like a race a, a racial you know tone to the episode and and it's funny because not funny but they did it in a comical way where um, towards the end of the episode, Cartman is wearing like black everything, right? Like I guess he was like trying to sneak into uh, George Zimmerman's house, or something like that in that regard. So what what happens is he, sh um, the character George Zimmerman, shoots Cartman, and you know he's a hero. He's like, oh my god, he's a you know he just shot this intruder, but then they start wiping his face and like, oh no, it's a white kid. So what ended up happening is they prosecuted uh, George Zimmerman in the episode, um, and you know they they basically killed him. So long story short, they made fun of the fact that if it was a black kid, he would he got off you know scot free. He you know he he got off scot free because it was a black kid, but had it been a white kid, that George Zimmerman right. wouldn't have seen well, it in mean, day of light. And that's the South Park episode. That that, that that's funny. Park that like it's really like oh shit. It's like, like a, it's very satirical. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like I always tell people, like yo, you yeah. It's it's just like comedy is right. Comedy is like the only place that you could say gay jokes and that you could you know like say shit about women and you know Not black exactly. people and Mexican people. Like if you mm -hmm. think about it, you know comedy is a way that people utilize to, you know, say these real issues in a way where it's like, maybe this will translate. Remember how actually we were just talking before we were kind of prepping before um, starting to record and we were saying like, you know, it's the way you come across or the way that you deliver the message. And I feel like comedians, mm -hmm. the way that they kind of keep up on current events or are, you know what I'm saying? Like kind of, giving their opinion on what's going on they do it through comedy and yeah. some people relate to that some people yeah. don't you know at, at some point i think maybe last year um dave Chappelle was like oh people are like pussies you know what i mean because nobody you know everybody's like oh you know right. you can't say that joke anymore and blah 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 and this and that and he's like, yo, it's like comedy, you know what I mean? Like that that's the whole point of it. It's like we're supposed to be able to take the very ugly, the unfair, the fucked up, and you know, we, we make light of it to mm -hmm. make it a better situation. You know what I'm saying? Like what are we gonna just be oppressed all the time, mm -hmm. sad and shit? Right. Like, I, like we gotta be able to laugh at ourselves. Honestly, right? honestly, you know I'm over I agree the gay jokes because it is the same shit all the okay, time see, like no no, no. Wait, wait, like, hold on. no, no. Hold on, hold there's on. certain time out, time out, ones out, that wait. have gotten wait. repeated that for me i don't find funny anymore like mm -hmm. if you're gonna do gay jokes find something else okay. don't do the same shit be more clever yeah you gotta I'm be clever about it like, I, you, you gotta be clever about I'm it i'm over the but my same thing is that, all right see if if you if i i'm 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 in the the thought of mind the thought process that if you want to be included because this is all about gender inclusion and a whole bunch of like a whole bunch of shit that I don't really care about. But my thing is, if you want gender inclusion, if you want to be equal, if you want 
then you know oh, no, what? I totally get jokes it. are a part of it too. I totally get Sorry. it. Jokes, jokes are a part of it too. Like if if you're if you're going if you want to be treated as such, I I think you know like treated with respect. I think yeah. that you know. I mean, depending on the joke too. There are some jokes that 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 do run like uh, that are tasteless, and I feel like yes. a lot of the, the R. Kelly jokes, jokes are tasteless. Like very mm, like that's that's one kind thing. Of like, that I think it's on a spectrum. Longer. I think it's on a spectrum. Yeah. I feel the like one thing that I can no longer mm. like where I put my foot down is rape jokes. I just. They're but not. See, they're not funny what, to me anymore. Is that these nah. things are on a spectrum, right? If you could think of it like this, they're on a spectrum mm-hmm. based on does it affect you or it doesn't. How close is that right. dial moving yeah, to you? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And that's and that's like literally how it is. We let shit slide when it does not pertain to us, right? Yeah. So if they're making jokes, let's say for instance on something that is not in my category per se you know what i'm saying or has nothing to do with being latina has nothing to do with being queer has nothing to do then i'm a most most likely because i am human i'm gonna let it slide now if i am conscientiously not letting shit slide then i must speak up and say something but most of us because it doesn't affect us because that dial is not moving close enough to where we land on the spectrum we do not do anything about it but you know it. what though i think that comedy the beautiful thing about comedy is that it does it's supposed to kind of poke into that like oh totally you know what I'm like it's supposed to kind of like totally. hurt like like yo just another example it, it like Comedy comes in a lot of forms. It doesn't have to be in stand-ups. It can come in the form of memes and, and oh, shit like that, yes. right? So, like, uh, these memes or these little videos that they posted up. I just I just posted up one about Taurus. And I'm not really one that, that thinks about Zodiacs like the Zodiacs. I don't, I don't care about it. Like, I don't, I don't give a shit about it. But this one was fucking funny because I related to it. So, it was kind of like, uh, uh, she poked fun at my insecurities, but ha, ha, ha. It was clever. You see what I'm saying? But I I do agree with you. Like, um, you know, there's certain jokes that are tasteless. I think that there are, you know, if you're going to say a joke, let it be tasteful. You know what I'm saying? Let it be, let it be, let it be tasteful. I I agree. Um, And not the same shit, like, all the time. Yeah, but that's what people are going to do. People are going to recycle. Yeah, people are gonna recycle. People are gonna recycle gay jokes or the rape jokes uh, wherever they go. You know what I'm saying? They're just going to change the name of it. I think it's... I think it's it for me. I can stomach those types of things when the comedian or where the source that it's coming from can relate. So let's, for instance, say because George Lopez is a Latinx person, you know what I mean? I can laugh at the whole beaner shit, right? right. But now, if Louis C.K. or if freaking whoever i don't know mm-hmm. that's a, not like like latino and yeah that's beaner, not that's like th- yeah and if they say those kind of things then to me it's like you don't understand the experience right you don't so you don't really like in my opinion you don't have the right to say those things now if it was coming from it's all in how it was delivered right yeah. let's say this white person or whatever um grew up with a lot of 
Latinx people. You know, like how in California, it's like you can, you know what I mean? Like a black person could be living smack dab in the middle of like little Mexico. So they understand the experience. You understand what I'm saying? It's it's a lot different when you can actually Mm -hmm, understand mm -hmm. the experience where you are like neck and neck with that experience. Reason um, why we New York, we as New Yorkers or East Coasters, feel like we could say nigga. Yeah, yeah. So it's about the location. About yeah, it all depends on who and what. Yeah. It's about the experience. Mm-hmm. It's about the experience. If I can speak on that experience because I've been there, because I've experienced it as well, I've experienced hatred. I've, you know what I mean? Be- it, because we're yeah. in the same melting pot, in the same kind of, you know, mashup. I feel like okay, it's not necessarily excusable to me, but it doesn't sting as badly. Right. As if, let's say, a white comedian was saying some funny shit or, you know, saying okay. beaner or, so, like, calling somebody a you gardener know, you or some You just said it. Like Louis C.K., right? Louis C.K., I think, is actually a perfect example of somebody that is polarizing, right? Especially considering the fact that he was... Um, he was accused of uh, sexual misconduct, um, and he admitted to it as well. Uh, you know, he admitted to his behaviors. Um, his jokes are very... They're supposed to make you feel uncomfortable, right? His jokes, that's the type of comedy. That's his style of comedy, and a lot of comedians do that too. Uh, they make, they're supposed to make you feel a, a type of way. He's supposed to elicit a response, you know, like he's used to these people, um, you know, he's used to people, you know, not liking him for, for what he says on stage. And he even explains it. He's like, I know that it's going to come off a, a, a certain way, but there's a, there's a, uh, there's a, there's a beauty to the madness or some shit like that. Right. Um, so he like there's one I I I'm gonna butcher it but where he he says the n word, right, and he's like oh you know talking about that he hates when white people say the n word because in in his mind it's like you're you know it's like fuck you're making me say it in my mind so fuck you, and he's like no it's not the, it's not the word nigger you know nigger is fine I could say I could you know like he basically is joke right and then he he gets a, a laugh from the crowd. After saying it. So he's like, oh, okay. Now that I know that you guys are cool. And then he gets another laugh, right? So it's like he does it for shock value, but he also does it for, like, it's a style, right? That shock value is a style and shit. So, like, you know, there's certain comedians that can get away with it. Certain comedians that can't. There's Like, Kevin Hart wouldn't be able to do that style of comedy, right? Totally gotcha, not. It's, it's a different, different style. Yeah. Okay, so... For, for the sake of uh, just argument's sake mm-hmm. right now, so then could you say, now being that you made that point in particular, mm-hmm. could you then say that is um, the menace trash hashtag, is that now uh, validated by making, that's the, that's the point of it, right? The whole menace trash is not to say Oh, men are trash, and we just want to bash mm-hmm. guys. No, it's it's to elicit a particular response. Right. So it's it's a same. So is it fair? Is it fair to say that it's kind of kind of the same? Yeah, it thing? is. It, it, it's fair. That's definitely fair to say because I look at it in in the same way 
white people responded to Black Lives Matter. You, you just just that in and of itself. Not all white yeah, people. Not all. Not, not all, all white, white people. Because I got a black friend and my cousin is married to yeah, a black guy, so, just, so I can't know, possibly be I, racist. I and you know what? Admittedly, so I thought like I got what Black Lives Matter stood for. Um, the thing is, it's it's communication, right? It, it's communication mm-hmm. and. There's a lot of people that do not know how to communicate, like, certain things to certain people. Like, if there is a certain Mm -hmm. audience that needs to see why men ain't shit, we need to communicate that a better way. Because do I agree that men ain't shit? Yeah, I do. I do do believe that we need to do better. Like, for example, we we talked about the Gillette commercial, right? We talked about the Mm -hmm. Gillette commercial... I still oh, haven't you, seen it. I'm yeah, horrible. You definitely, you definitely I'm horrible. It. I'm horrible. You def- definitely need to see it. Um, so w- with the Gillette commercial, the men ain't shit. Like if you if you see the um, if you see what they were doing, right? Like basically, mm-hmm. it's a whole bunch of kids following what adults are doing, or like kids horse playing around and shit, and then just boys will be boys, boys will be boys, boys. Will, you know, like that's how it was. And they did an excellent job at like, a, you know what? Let's let's change something, right? Like that's what I got from it. It's like, a, all right, we need to do better. Mm-hmm. There's, there's certain things that we need to do better at. You know what mm. that's called? That's called growth. Yeah. That's called growth, and that's called maturity. To especially come from a place where you as a person or us as a whole have also you know admitted that we were trash at one Mm -hmm. point we have now grown to like you know what i was wrong this is what i'm doing so 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 i the the thing about it is it's it's really what it comes down to is the communication aspect of it Uh, let's let's just talk about it in any particular way right like or in in an individual way because people are going to take things personal regardless you know, you you identify oh, as a queer course, woman, right? Or a queer person, right? You 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 identify as queer. Let's put it that way, right? You identify as queer. So, um, you identifying as mm-hmm. a queer, and if somebody comes up to you and says, queer. "All queer people ain't shit," right? Just that, right? You're going to. T- I'm not going to say not all queer people. I'm gonna be no, like- no, no. But you, you're but you're going to. You you may not say it, but there might be this emotional response in you you may you I may mean feel, it, like yeah you you're know, gonna get defensive yeah. and be like you're well, gonna get, what's your stance you know what I'm like why you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. so so my thing is that yeah that many shit is gonna grab the attention and it should it's totally. gonna grab the attention it should but then what's the reasoning behind it you know what i'm saying like if you're just going to continue and it's just like that with anything a- anybody right wait hold on hold on wait, wait, wait just like that with everybody right like for example like you growing up too right you growing up your parents telling you everything that you've done wrong this 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 you know, it's just like all right so what, what what can i do right then right you know what i'm saying like so like and that's what i'm, what I'm trying to get at it's just like all right cool yes we know we ain't shit tell us how we could do better then show there, us because clearly if you guys is, don't though. know you know what I'm saying? Like, if you guys, are, you know, fine. You guys are pointing, calling us out on our shit. Cool. So teach us. You know what I'm saying? It, it can't be the whole, oh, you know, we're not here to teach people. It's just like, all right, so then 
do the, you oh, have no. a right to call and call people out? You don't. If you're going to call people out and somebody's telling you, well, teach me then. I wouldn't say that it's your job, but if you're calling someone out, teach somebody. That's what I'm teach saying. Like, somebody, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's, not, also, it's not your job to teach anybody who doesn't want to be taught. Exactly. It's not. It's not. But, like, my thing is that if you are doing the calling out, there, there needs to be an effective way to make it a teachable moment. Like, but we've, had sometimes, this, we've had these. No, you yeah, and I, yeah, you yeah, and yeah. I had these. Yeah. And, but then also sometimes it's actually a little obvious. For instance, if someone is constantly calling out a certain behavior, rather if it is from cat calling or a man just being overly aggressive when he hears the word no. Like, if you would ever want like if you're into poetry and you want to learn from that hashtag men ain't shit and you want to see what you can do or mm -hmm. see the obvious of what's wrong and why you're pointing out men ain't shit elizabeth velasquez velasquez on yeah. um Instagram is the perfect person for that. Definitely log on to her Instagram page and you're going to see all that. She's an amazing poet. But anyways, if we're pointing out a certain behavior, like especially the overly aggressive mm -hmm. when a woman tells you no, but then you're like, well, whatever, you mm -hmm. know, bitch and blah, 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 blah. You oh, ugly God, anyways. You, ugly anyway, you know, with that in communicating i definitely agree right um we don't want to say that we need to coddle certain people but the reality is that some people are not going to capture it than others our job as a whole is to teach other do, people who are listening that, like i feel like i don't know i feel like very both sides of it right because at some some points when i'm in a better space you know mentally i am more willing to teach and you know what i mean really expand and mm -hmm. you know what i mean like kind of lend you know reach my hand out to to people that maybe they necessarily are not aren't getting it you know what i'm saying yeah but then on the other side of the spectrum when things are just unfair, right. if mm -hmm. I've had a bad day, if I've been directly affected by those toxic behaviors, it's very difficult to set in your mind, like, why should I care, right? Why should I go out of my way? Why should I be nice? Why should I take the high road? Why should I do any mm -hmm. of that? Yeah. If nobody gives a shit. And, and I think that that's the issue right. that we've, we've reached an all time level, right? Because racism has been in a major part right, of society, right. period. You know what I mean? Just the way sexism is, you know what I mean? Like homophobia, all of that are, these are just things that innately because we are different are just going to be part of society. They're intertwined into the way that we socialize with each other. Mm -hmm. All right, so 
now that you mentioned that, right? Because I'm the one I'm thinking is, all right, I I we we both established that you know why the men ain't shit ain't hashtag is necessary, but let's take it a step further, right? Because it's it's really a societal thing. It has to be more more of a societal thing. Now, what do you think, right? And and it goes with representation, right? What do you think a ten year old boy? Who identifies as a boy who likes girls, you know what I'm saying? I'm gonna talk about a regular average boy, right? What do you think that he's going to feel in his mind, a 10 year old kid, when he sees hashtag many shit all over the place? They're going to ask. What do you think this 10 year old, what do you think this 10 year old is going to feel? They're going to ask questions. I'm pretty sure he's he's gonna gonna be like, like, why? He's he's not me. He's gonna he's probably going feel to a little feel, shitty. He's going to fe- he's going to feel like shit. This kid is going to feel like shit, just like a little girl, a little ten year old girl, probably felt like shit. You know what I'm saying? Like when she heard the, the you know the song "Bitches Ain't Shit" back in '89. You know what I'm saying? Like like it's these messages. These messages do not aren't 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 productive. So you know yeah, but yes. then also no, it, no, it's going to are it's, productive. I one hundred percent they are productive, and they're meant to be what you say is those teaching moments. That's the right. point. They're meant to have those teaching moments. So perfect, perfect example. I recommend you all to watch Trigger Warning okay. uh, with Killer Mike on Netflix, right? Mm-hmm. He There's a scene where he's in a classroom with like little kids, right? And there's... Um, a, a little black boy. There's like a little girl. I think she was white. I don't know. Um, and then there's this other little white boy, right? And they're mm-hmm. all kind of sitting in front of him, and he's like discussing, um, you know, like racial issues and and you know, like just pretty much like breaking it down to them in a in a level where they can understand, right? So the little, right. so um, he said something about the skin, right? And he's like, you know. Um, the little boy, the little black boy told his story. He said, well, you know, I know that I I don't like my skin because I got made fun of it. And, you know, Killer Mike goes, oh, well, what did they say? He said, oh, well, they said that it, that it looks like poo. And then Killer Mike goes, oh, you know, like, that's not true. You have to love your beautiful black skin, this and this and that, you know, and he's like, you know, empowering him. And then the little black boy goes to say something else. And the little white boy, like, you know, being a little child, this is what we, you know, when you're kids, you're like, talk over each other, you interrupt each other. So the little white kid goes to interrupt the little black boy and Killer Mike just stops it. And he's like, listen, the reason why he's like, the reason why I stopped you is because, you know, we don't give in society, white people don't give black men Mm -hmm. the, 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 the voice, you know what I mean? The table, the platform in which they can express themselves equally amongst everyone else. You know what I mean? And that was such a teaching moment because that little boy will remember Mm -hmm. that for the rest of his life. He will understand how important it is to give someone the room, the platform, the space so that they can express themselves and to be okay right. with it, even if it makes um, them have uncomfortable. Y'all, I, I'm sorry, totally. have y'all seen, totally. because it, it has to do with children as well, um, have y'all seen the Mr. Rogers documentary? 
So that shit had me no, fucking crying. I, I, I don't think it's on Netflix. I think it's you're going to have to find it on, online somewhere. But he had I'm this crying. specific scene where um, there was this chaos going on in the classroom. Or like they were doing an experiment of some sort. I forgot exactly. I, I, I forgot exactly what it was. And there were just like a whole bunch of these little two, you know, toddlers beating up on this other toddler black kid. Right. And and it wasn't so much um, it wasn't so much about the superiority of the like just because of the skin color. But it was the the background of where they were coming from that that's what that's where it basically that's basically where it's taught as kids. You know what I'm saying? Like and he's making he they were making. Yeah, it was just an experiment about like how, you know, like words can make, you know, people feel empowered. Right. It's not so much necessarily the skin, but as we grow older, as we start to get a better understanding of words and feelings and we're putting them together and actions and everything like that, we we're it, it grows into like racism, pretty much like racism grows into that. 100 mm-hmm. percent. And it's and it's embedded in us. And this is what I'm gonna say. Um, mm-hmm. We are taught these things. It is not our fault that we are taught these things. It's not our. It's not men's fault. They they are taught how to be toxic. It's not their fault. It's not. I I wholeheartedly believe that it is not their fault that they were taught to be toxic it's not our it's not their fault for the women who also have that toxic mm-hmm. you know patriarchy mentality it's not their fault the, the, they've been conditioned to think this way from the moment that they're born yeah. until the moment that they have enough consciousness to make their own decisions so however, they don't know any they don't know anything else they, they don't know anything else however we have reached a moment of consciousness right Mm -hmm. Just like we've had many of these moments in time throughout society. A.K.A. the wokeness. Yeah. You've had periods of social awareness and social consciousness. You know, we see it with the whole hippie movement in the set in the 60s, -hmm. you know, going into the 70s. You know, that movement. You have it with the women's suffrage movement. You have it in the civil rights movement. They are moments of consciousness and they're usually brought about through extreme duress Mm -hmm. and that's what's happening so it's not necessarily that we are bashing or our mentalities are negative or you know what i mean no we're in a moment of duress you know we are getting to the point where we see because of the level of technology that we have we didn't start making a stink about cops killing black people until we saw it all over social media. It's true. We didn't start making a big deal of these things. These things have been happening. I'm going to do Diallo. I was you know just about to say that, too. He these got shot how many times? Forever. Mm-hmm. These things are documented on scrolls, in religions, on buildings, on hieroglyphics. You know, these things have been happening throughout time. But now, mm-hmm. the thing that's changed is that we have it at the tap of our fingers. That's yeah, the difference. It's fast. That's it's true. faster. So it, now <laughs> it's our responsibility to become conscious of these things. Mm. And now that we are aware, it's our responsibility to unlearn 
these things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And right, listen, so and listen, mm-hmm. like at work, I had a teaching moment with the coworker, mm-hmm. you know, he's maybe pushing 40, a mm-hmm. uh, black man. He is for me, a good person. I've always had like, since I started working at this new location, I've always had the best, the best experience with him. But mm-hmm. we were, during my break time, we were talking about the thing that came out with Osuna and how, you know, mm-hmm. the porno, the gay porn that he did when he was young. Right. And my coworker said something very homophobic. Okay. And I looked at him instead of attacking him and saying, you're homophobic. You shouldn't be able to say that. I asked him, like, where is that coming from? Why do you feel that way? Mm-hmm. And he explained to me he doesn't like them looking at him or stuff like that. Like, just I can tell his discomfort. And I told him. To be honest, that actually comes from a place of you feeling like your manlyhood is being attacked. You are right now feeling objectified when these men are looking at you like you're an object, like you are a piece of meat. And that is what makes you feel uncomfortable. The same way that you look at women. Mm -hmm. And I'm not telling you that you're an objectifier what i'm saying is that as a human being rather we are men and women we innocently objectify the same sex or the opposite sex and that's where that fear comes from and he was just like i just been taught that that is morally wrong and this and that you know he basically gave me the whole religious spiel but yeah, I you know what? Yo, side side note about religion. Side note about I hate how <laughs> motherfuckers wanna be all fucking religious when it comes to niggas and, and you know say two guys and their happiness or two women and their happiness. Like y'all wanna be religious now, you know when it comes to two gay people. But when your Bible says to go to fucking church on Sunday, y'all ain't there. Yeah. Suck my dick with that fucking argument. The fuck so out of I here. basically told him when he said that, excuse me, I he said, I think that that is morally wrong and that two men should not be together and blah, 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 blah. blah, blah. blah. That's basically what he was saying. And I said, well, what about two women? He says, that's wrong too. But I told yeah, him, I, but, I, but I told him, he said, that is also immoral too. But I looked at him and I said, but you enjoy looking at it. And that's where the objectifying comes in. And that I niggas, told him. You, that motherfucker's uh, search search history for porn is probably two women. He probably watches threesomes and shit. Like, nigga, shut the fuck up, man. Basically, you know, I told him, like, y- you have here. these opinions because you come from an old school background. But if right. you were... A hundred percent homophobic, you would not be working at this location because you work with how many 
gay people. And he was like, you're absolutely right. I have no problem with anybody. But I told him, but your way of thought comes from a homophobic category. And you, you have to be careful how you express yourself because not everyone is going to have these conversations with you where it's going to be educating. This would have already become an HR problem and you would have probably lost your job. And our shift was like, yo, like I completely agree, you know? And I told him like, not all men that look at you are going to be after yo, that's, you. This is, this is what I'm saying, right? Do you guys remember that whole genuine thing? Where a transgender woman, yeah, and he was uh, very like, and he and he felt uncomfortable and shit. Response. All right, so like, all right, I I would I, I think about that moment, right? I think about that moment, and I put I try to put myself in his position, and I'm trying to see if a transgender woman ever tried to kiss me or whatever, whatever. If I know, if I know she's a transgender woman automatically and it's not to say that I'm um I'm you know homophobic or transphobic or whatever like that but I'm just not attracted to transgender people but just you like but, I'm not but what if but what if what if you don't know that they're transgendered until you look at what they have in between their legs like for example then they're fucking then they're fucking liars and I don't like fucking liars for Point example Point blank. Okay. Point blank. For You're example, a liar. For example. Okay. Carmen Carrera. Carmen Carrera. Beautiful. Like you wouldn't even think that okay. she was born a man. Okay. She has transitioned all her body parts. Mm-hmm. She is late. She labels herself as a woman. She's been labeled a woman. Certi okay. Birth certificate, ID, everything has been changed. A woman. I don't now think that's that an she issue. is a now that she, but it, she was transgendered. Right, she's, yeah, she's, but she's not was. She is transgendered. But even transgendered, trans, yeah. transgendered women, especially if they go through the transition. Mm -hmm. They are still women. Transgendered right. men are still men. Yeah, you know? no, and I get that. I get that. But my thing is, all right, like. What does one, it matter if they were men? No, yeah, it does What does it matter I, that women were born, these transgendered women were born a man if you are with them now when they are women? My thing is that, no, I think that regardless of the fact, I don't think it's going to change. If you like somebody, you like somebody. You know, I, I personally believe that, like, if you meet somebody and you generally fucking with them and then, you know, you fuck them and shit like that. And then you realize, oh, shit, you know, they're, they're transgender. But like you didn't realize you why you're having you sex. Realize. Well, you didn't realize you, you, you didn't realize this while you were having sex. And then you notice. Then, you know, the fact I, I get that. That's one thing. You know what I'm saying? But like there, there's just a whole bunch of instances where. You know what? Transgender transgender women get killed for it. Totally. They get totally. killed for this shit. Not everybody, and not everybody has the privilege of going through the surgery. Yeah, and they don't. It, it's money, it's, it's exactly. And even the surgery 
looks just as real as the real thing. And we're talking yeah. about a female I body get, part. You I know? get that. Now, now my thing is, my thing is, if I'm, if I kind of know this, and it's not, to, it's just I'm automatically like, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like I just, I'm sorry, I'm just not gonna be sexually attracted. And is that right? You know what I'm saying? Just because I'm not sexually attracted to, you know, knowing this information, it's like saying, it's like saying, damn, yo, this guy looks good. Everything is great about this guy. You know what I'm saying? Blah, blah, blah. Mm, but he has a jail record. Mm, I'm not sure if I could fuck. Mm, but he has an alcohol problem. I don't I know. Mean, if I mean, honestly, you know what I'm saying? That, like, yeah, I know but it's a little extreme. Things, I know it it's an extreme. It still doesn't compare. It still doesn't compare, like, when it comes that. to gender. You yeah, know, like, but that. that's also another discussion you that know, we so, can go on and on about. But it's yeah, also part so of it's, preference. It's all. It's about preference. It's about being honest. Um, totally. Because I feel like I feel like if you are honest, uh, if you are honest with me from the get, I'm more open to mm. receiving. I'm, I'm. I'm. I would be more open. Like, all right, you know what? Mm, what if she's you know, amazing? What if she happens to be amazing? And she happens but to I, be trans. No, but I totally hear what Ramon is saying because, like, for instance, right, in terms of how I seek a partner or the things that are non-negotiable, it's like they can't have a kid. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I can't be with someone who has children. You know, like, our lives have to somehow coexist. You know what I mean? Like, they yeah. got to be able to understand my passion for the arts and you know being creative and kind of going with the dream you know what i mean totally. like it would make right. no sense for me to want to be with someone that wanted me to have a corporate job and wanted me to have kids at a certain age you know what i mean like totally. certain things it's just non-negotiable things that you have in your life and you either want or don't want and that's so perfectly like okay like my yeah so it, it it all because like i just didn't like the whole i forgot what the original thing was but um like i know that the whole genuine thing right like if if somebody's coming on to me right like if it's a just because it's a woman now right like a transgendered woman is a woman now doesn't mean that all men are going to jump at the fact you know what i'm saying like we still have, you know, like, yeah, I love vagina, but I still have a preference. <laughs> no, <laughs> right. I, and I like, think it's also how like how you communicate it. Totally. You know yeah, you have to because be honest. Because you don't because have like, to be like, ew, bitch, the fuck? You still a nigga. Like, you know what I'm saying? You, that response versus I'm good, love, take care. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And like, I think I'm it's good, love, enjoy. Also, I feel like with the way that he was attacked, that's mm-hmm. part of toxic masculinity because at that yeah. moment, genuine. If he did anything with her, he enjoyed it. He enjoyed it, and the reason why he responded like that was because of the toxic masculinity of being labeled, you know, I don't gay. Think so. You know, honestly, well, you know what? Here's my thing. Here's my thing. Um, I think that's a little bit unfair to say simply because, like, I would put myself in a position where, yo, I'm, if anybody just comes and touches me, like, out of nowhere, starts to hug me out of nowhere, I'd be like, yo, what the fuck, man? Like, if, if beautiful women or not, you know what I'm saying? So, like, I think it's unfair to say. You don't know what his reaction could have been, like, if it was just somebody I mean, coming we don't out of know. nowhere. You know what I'm saying? We like, don't know don't the know. real I think story. It's a, it's a, it's yeah, I yeah. Think it's a we don't know unfair. the real story. 
but I think it's a little unfair. I do I, I do see where you could say it could be to a toxic masculinity. However, I, I can see that. But también, it's just like yo, anybody you put anybody in in, in that position, you put a a woman there and a man going up and starts hugging up on her she's gonna oh, feel uncomfortable totally. of course, you know what i'm saying so it's like we have to we have to look at it the same way it's just like you know just because a man has the history of being a fucking sexual being and being always horny and shit doesn't mean that he's trying to fuck every single person that he sees so i think it is a little bit unfair to say it's a toxic masculinity thing i meant the reaction anybody if a man is going to be labeled gay and being said a whole bunch of shit maybe not that the reaction, he feels the bashing the, the bashing, bashing the bashing the bashing much. i think they are the bashing, that bashing the reaction there is after the reaction the bashing that's toxic masculinity bashing another man for doing what he did with someone that not all men are going to consider yeah, you because know. if, I, like I said, if I was in that position, I'd be like, whoa. Yeah, but too. what if, like, but what if you like, did I'm, know? What if you did know and you did it anyways? Or what if it was so believable that this transgendered woman didn't have any male body parts and you enjoyed it until it came out that she is transgendered, that she has transitioned from man to woman. And now, because of the bashing, is what caused that reaction to you now defending yourself, which you have every single right to defend yourself. But the bashing, that is part of toxic masculinity. Okay, before we get into the Osuna thing, right? Because we're definitely going to touch upon that. I want to touch upon the Chris Brown thing. Oh my God. I want to talk about, I, I want to talk and about Chris Brown. Why did he try um, to do breezy like that? That's so. And she so lied. She recanted, right? So here's the thing. Um, that that is a problem. That's a fucking huge problem. And I get it. Not really on Chris Brown's side. Uh, he he has a history of uh behaving behaving very violently, aka Rihanna. Um, but and Karuche. and Karuche and just a whole bunch of this shit. We've we've touched upon this shit, but yes. this this in particular, this is a, this is a no go. This is not the way we do it. This is not you know, um, you accuse somebody of rape. That comes with a heavy, heavy, heavy like. It is it's it's not something that anybody takes lightly anymore. What's even more sad is the identity of the woman, the background, mm -hmm. you know, a white woman, which now has unleashed, you know, history of white women falsely accusing men of color right. from being sexual deviants, any type of rapists, abusers, and, and, and all that. And it's been societally Emmett Till. You know, perfect example, which on her deathbed, she admitted that it was all a lie. They, they admitted the, uh, her husband and I think it was her brother that killed mm -hmm. him. Um, they admitted a year after after she after, died. No, no, okay. no, no, no. After, after the trial, they had uh, that. Oh. There was an interview that happened, but because I think they were in the state of Mississippi, because they were in the state of Mississippi, they uh, it, they had this specific law where they couldn't be tried again. 
So like that oh, statue double of double jeopardy. Yeah, the double jeopardy. That's exactly what it is. They couldn't they couldn't be tried again. So they were basically scot free saying, Yeah, we killed that motherfucker and this is how we did it. And this was uh this Racism. was in a in a no, magazine. I definitely, I definitely feel like that that women that do that is fucked up because two things are happening here. You're affecting the person's life directly mm-hmm. that you've accused and you make it harder for women that actually go through this shit totally. to be validated. Right. Yeah, it's and and it's and, the, and by women, you know, even though I pointed out the identity of the woman happened to be white, all females from different backgrounds mm-hmm. do this. All of mm-hmm. them. And, all and of it's them. a it's a it's a weapon. It's a fucking weapon because like there was one time that I. <laughs> this is gonna be a personal story, but I got arrested one time, right? Uh, <laughs> and I was in bookings, and before I went to bookings, I was I was in a little cell with um with some dude, and you know we we're both talking. He's like, "Yo," so I asked him, "Yo, what are you in here for?" He's like, "Um, my wife, she called the cops on me because I was, you know, we we got into an argument. Um, she said that I hit her. I didn't, but you know the cops are gonna always listen to her. That's why I'm here." So I was like, interesting, you know, like, no matter what, the woman is always going to have the benefit of the doubt when that happens, like, it, because it's a serious allegation. This is how serious it is. These are totally. serious allegations. You can't do that to people. And I feel like yeah, the, no. the, it's not going to happen. I don't think it's going to happen anytime soon. But, um, you know, yeah, those women should should not should just. Should serve that jail should time. definitely be yeah that should definitely be something that women should uh, you know I'm not women saying and ju- men. you know women and, yeah women and men women and men queer or hetero you know what I mean either or like you know you can't be a dude saying that another dude raped you you can't be a woman saying that a dude raped if if it's not facts yeah, if it's not true it, it's it's just like you know like I I felt bad for Chris in a sense that like you know what like all right. He's already had this history of shitty behavior, right? And I do believe that no matter how shitty your past is, we all have the right to a better future. We all have a, a right totally. to to better ourselves, redeem to ourselves. redeem ourselves. Yeah. We all have that right. You know what I'm saying? As shitty as our past is, uh, you know what I'm saying? If we could do better, we could do better. You know what I'm saying? Obviously, there's, so there's, certain, in- there's certain things that we can't redeem. There's certain things that we, you know, like... R. Kelly, fuck that. <laughs> he can't redeem himself. Okay, like, I was yeah, just about to get that because... There's certain shit you can't redeem. That's, murder, you know, mm, you can't redeem murder. That's where Erica, Erica Badu's support came from. But for me, Erica Badu has been problematic. Especially in her statements where she has literally said, little girls need to stop wearing, you know mini skirts mm-hmm. so they wouldn't turn men on so did you see and she yeah, has it's so, on the same line yeah, right? it's like, on the same line we, we definitely depending on what we have done we definitely have the power to redeem ourselves you know but we also have the choice in rather we want to allow the person to redeem themselves or not or even you know bother listening mm-hmm. but i think you know? time time does that oh, though. yeah I think time time you know like i didn't think 
after Chris Brown beat the shit out of Rihanna, I really, really thought his career was over. Like, I legit thought it was done. It definitely but, you know, isn't the same. Mm, he's but a I do. Oh, no, no. But no. I he's do think that his artistry definitely has changed. Um, one, one would even argue he's a bigger superstar now than he was then. He is what he was always destined to be. That's there, what I'm saying. No, so like, no event in his life, I think, could change that outcome of that. You know what I'm saying? I think that right, Chris Brown yeah, is, a, is a different type of resilience. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, yeah. You know, and I, like, think, I think that the incident was something that was also embedded in him. You know what I mean? Um, totally. But anyway, yeah. So, so uh, speaking speaking of redemptions um, and careers and and whole bunch of fucking teams. Osuna. Osuna. So with Osuna, um, fam. <laughs> like you, what happened to him? I think the extortion part is extremely you know messed up um it's still part of toxic it's still part of um there's there's proof there's actually proof that it was extortion by this guy who has now passed away but i also yeah, yeah i also saw text messages between him and i can't say his name for the life of me Goscuyuela. Goscuyuela. Yeah, who pretty much is like, who? Because, oh. like my coworker says, nobody really listens to his part of the track when he's featured. Right. Um, you know? And Goscuyuela hit up Kevin and asked him to help with getting back at. Anuela or Anuela, like another rapper. Anuel, yeah. Anuel, Anuel, right? Oh my God, you're like the wrong person to spill this tea. Uh, you yeah. don't even know who uh, you're Listen, listen. About. But anyways, it seems to me in seeing that, it seems to me that this isn't the first time that Kevin does this shit. Look, if, if there is a track record, no, no, okay, you know? So this is how I feel about <laughs> it, right? Yeah. I, I feel like, first of all, Osuna's dumb as fuck. Like, my nigga, like, y- you aspire to do this shit. You know, I mean, I get I get it. You know what I mean? Like, I get it. I don't know what you was going through in your time. Maybe you need a little fast money. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. Like, I, honestly, I feel like a, a guy like him understood, like, using his looks. Because he's a good-looking guy. Osuna's yeah, good totally, guy. totally. So I, I think that he understood, like... You know what I mean? The, the, the being objectified. And it's all tied into the same kind of thing, you know? And he got power by it. You know what I'm saying? And he might have done the porn and shit to get bread at the same time. Yeah, who me? knows? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't judge people for, like, the issues. So, for, for the decisions that they make in their life. Because you never know what this person yeah. has been going through at that time yeah. in his life mm-hmm. and he also said you know it was a mistake i was 18 years old yeah at 18 years old like i can just you really feel, be blamed i just feel fucked up how like one of the statements was that like he was like oh i just want to say that like you know for my family to forgive me and this and that the very fact that we have constructed a society where a guy like osuna 
you know, has to be extortioned and all this other shit because just the very idea of him being gay is like all ending. You know what facts, I'm saying? Facts. Like, and like how the saying goes, which, you know, a family member of mine has said to me before, you know, mejor puta que lesbiana. It's like, you know, I'd rather, you know, my kid be a criminal than be a faggot. Or I'd rather, you know, have my daughter be a whore than be a lesbian. Yeah. It's like being gay is the worst thing that could ever happen to, you know, someone in your family. Yeah, it's just fucked up. And then the, the dude, Kevin Fred, was killed. And, like, oh, now all this shit is going on. I, I just feel like... It has me wondering, like, what if this wasn't a hate crime? And what if this was a part of getting back at this kid well, for doing a whole Osuna. bunch they're of shit to other Osuna. people? Yeah, but that's where the extortion but comes but he from. Said, he said how... um. He was like willing to cooperate with whatever. Yeah. Because, you know, X, Y, Z. But I don't know, man. I think it's sad. I think it's sad totally. all across the board. I feel like it's sad on Asuna because, you know, all your fucking like dirty laundry is out for the yeah. entire world to see. Eh? Um, yeah. What has Kevin Fred is dead. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. Even though even though he was he's not a favorable variable in this whole kind of scenario, because I think it's fucked up to you know, take advantage of someone like that to prey on yeah, their nah, and honestly speaking, Yeah, honestly speaking, yeah, rest in peace, Kevin Fred, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't think he should be dead, but... I think that, that, that was is, also part of karma. I, I, you it's know, fucked up to say, but, but the thing sometimes is that this, karma... This is a, like, extortion here in the United States is completely different from extortion in countries like Mexico, Honduras, you know what I'm saying? Peru. Yeah, those things are normalized over there. Over there, them niggas will chop you the fuck up. Facts. Compared to over here. Cut a finger, cut your toes. You're not playing those games. Like, those motherfuckers are not playing. Yeah, I I think it may be also that he, Kevin Fred, extorted the wrong person. Maybe he extorted the wrong person. What has me extremely disappointed, um, but it not shocking that Don Omar came out with some homophobic shit on Twitter. What do you think about that? You know, it and it has me. It has me also. What do you think about that, Ramon? All right, about what Don Omar said. I think Don Omar is out of touch with society today i believe that um homophobia at this level that he's at like that's exactly what bad bunny said wow there you go yeah he was like homophobia in in, um in este año que vergüenza loco it's true holy shit like like, honestly like and if that's like at, at this stature of his career For like real it's just like but he has one, been though two. he's a legend but it has been yeah one two i i also know that he's he's gotten like a back and forth with osuna yeah. for a couple of years as well so yeah because like, osuna said because don omar basically said i read it up i looked it up mm-hmm. um to get a better understanding of why he would do something like that um Basically, Don Omar, it, 
pretty much shunned the new era of trap reggaeton. Right. And Osuna, you know, took it bad. He was like, he is a legend and I respect him. But I will never do any song with him because I feel like it is disrespectful for mm -hmm. someone to do that. Don Omar's excuse was, I have a daughter now. I can't be doing that. So, I can't be doing that type of music anymore. So my thing is, when you are going back and forth with somebody, you know, for a couple of years and shit, and then this comes out, and then you decide to, like, state the fucking obvious, like, bro, come on. Yeah. That's, that's and that, that's bullshit. petty and immature. You said it earlier, it's exactly tasteless. Tasteless. It's tasteless. And yes, it's, what it's tasteless. the disappointing part come of, you know, the feeling that I'm feeling is um, he... Don Omar has a song called Muñecas de Porcelana, mm -hmm. uh, which he talks about two women who have fallen in love with each other. Mm -hmm. One girl, um, a little bit more mannish, was raped, mm -hmm. I believe, by her father or a cousin, something like that, and happened to be gay. And then the other girl pretty much got hurt by a guy. And that's pr the song that he's talking about. So if you're, right. he made a song about a gay lifestyle only yeah, pertaining it, to women. Of course. But now you're being homophobic against men, of which course. is part of the toxic masculinity. You're all for the gay lifestyle, except when it comes to men. The objectification of women's bodies solely for sex you want to know what's a great gay joke that i've heard i think this is the funniest gay joke ever and i think you guys will agree it's said by the late great robin williams and uh this was a couple years back he was wearing a tuxedo and somebody next to him was wearing a tuxedo and he goes oh wow we look like a uh, san francisco wedding cake <laughs> <laughs> that was great that was great that was that was great that was i great. love robin williams especially in the birdcage and he did great for the part of a you gay see, man he did an amazing that, you see, job you see how that that elicit that little laugh like it, th those are not tasteless jokes that was i like funny, i yeah. like when they do the u-haul jokes that it will always be hilarious too. Those are funny. Those are those are funny jokes. Um, I yo speaking of the whole Osuna thing though, like I think he'll be fine. To be honest with you, I don't think that is this necessarily career ending simply because we are now in the age of, you know, where uh the gay community is being embraced as yeah. a whole. You know what I'm saying? And I do believe that. And he's going so to have, yeah. Talented, so he's yeah. going to have and a lot of people. And if anything, he just he just gained a freaking yes. billion. Of new followers and new, new people. Audience. Like, you know he's going to have, he's he's gonna have a lot of man. support because, you know, Bad Bunny showed his support without showing his support. Yeah, I mean, he you know, high, man. and and on. if you look at Bad Bunny, he paints his nails different yeah. colors. He dyes his hair. He doesn't fit the category of what society puts Would out expect, there. Yeah. You know, of what a rapper should look like. If this was going to happen, 
like now is the time for the it the time to for it yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Because, and to still like, right prosper now, yeah because you know you're gonna it's still it, it is polarizing it is it is you're gonna be there's gonna be people that are gonna be hating but there's just as there's gonna be a lot of people hating there's gonna be even more people that love it it's the same thing with the Colin Kaepernick thing it's the same thing with uh, Gillette thing it's it's polarizing these things are polarizing totally there's gonna be people that love Colin Kaepernick but you know there's gonna be as many people if not more people that hate on Colin Kaepernick there's gonna be people that love the Gillette commercial and there's gonna be equally people that are not smart enough to understand what Gillette is trying to do Mm -hmm. so it's really really all about how you feel about the certain shit you know what I'm saying me personally I I was never a fan of him to begin with like I didn't care about like I'm not a Latin trap fan like i'll listen to certain songs and be like yo this shit is hot like the bad bunny album that shit is dope i i, I, I totally i totally agree with you that shit that shit if is it dope, sounds but, good i'm gonna bump to it yeah but uh, like for me to say that oh i i know about so-and-so's career and shit mm, mm. <laughs> i stopped yeah. listening to reggaeton in 2005 bro yeah facts, man yo, but, yeah. after high school it's like eh it's so not with the that same. Being said, yo, this was a good talk, yo. I feel Definitely. like we went through everything. Like, we ran it back to R. Kelly, like his bullshit. I mean, we talked about really in depth with men is trash and what that signifies. Um, I think that everything that we have stated, um, uh, I, you know, like you I, said. I, do Great apologize if starters. I sound like shit. I'm fighting the flu, guys. I'm really like trying. So after we sign off, I'm going to bed because I'm sweating up a storm right now. <laughs> I have like I have like two thermals under a hoodie, bro. They're all... Guys, yeah, guys. Yeah, just you're a quick reminder to take care of your bodies and, and listen good. to your bodies because this ain't the way. This ain't, this ain't the wave. Uh, yo, do we have anything coming up for nah, the, uh, like, any events know. that we want to showcase? Anything that we want to... Here we go. So, Mandatory Chill is hey. the 26th. It is Saturday. Hey. I, yep. hope, uh, I hope I so, feel I'll be making that jungle juice. Yeah. So, come through. I hope you do, too, because it's going to be turnt. Yep. And on Sunday... We will be hey. interviewing A.R. Garcia hey. and the cast of She Hates Coffee, which is in their second running. It's, it's a play written by A.R. Garcia. And we will yeah. be releasing that episode the following week. So tune in. Definitely, you know, once you get a better feel and understand a little right. bit about the play, Buy those tickets. Support your local artists. Support, you know, people of color Peace and their out. endeavors. Facts. All right, guys. Well, yep. until next time. Until See you next week. week. Bye. Bye.